Ah, uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Post Lunch. My name is Anthony Jen. I'm here with the elusive Kevin Hawkenberry. Say what's up, dude. Hello there. Hey, man. Uh, guys, we've missed you. It's, mm-hmm. it's really good to see your face. Um, psych, we can't hear you or see you. It's just, it's good to know that you're out there. Welcome to season three. I can't believe we have three seasons of this. Season three. Hey, what did you do this summer? Anything? Uh, yeah, we went on a little, uh, I went to um, a little vacation um, to St. Augustine. Did we talk about that already? We probably did. We did. We did. That was before. Yeah. That was in the end of season two. Yeah, but listen. You caught a big fish. Caught a big fish. I did, yeah. Okay, but since then, uh huh, we got a pool, dude. You got a pool? Yeah, but it's not like what you think. <laughs> it's, yeah! Huh. Um. Yeah, we got a pool. It's an above ground pool. Oh, you didn't dig it yourself. <laughs> it's above ground. That's I probably cool. should have dug it myself, to be honest. How? Um, um, it was on sale at Target. It was fifty percent off. Okay. It was one of those deals you you can't not do. Right. Um. So it's a sixteen foot circle. Circle. Yep. So that would be eight inch, eight feet radius. Is that how they say that? No. It's a sixteen foot diameter. Yeah, but the, how do you do the the, the radius part? The one that's uh, half, guess, yeah, eight I guess foot, right? Be eight feet, yeah. I'm not a math nor science guy, and it's four feet deep, so it's five thousand gallons. So it's a lot uh, of gallons. Yeah, dude. My my uh, my middle child, she can stand, and her head's above water, so we're happy about that. Okay. Cece, on the other hand, she's in her floaties and on the little raft and stuff. But the good thing though is that seriously, like safety wise, she can't fall in the pool. Yeah, Cece can't. She'd have to climb a ladder. And right. Like, it's, it's an ordeal. Yeah. Did you guys call the water company and like get, you know, <laughs> no, ask bro. them to give you free water? They Hon- do that, dude. Dude, but honestly, I thought it was going to cost like hundreds to fill it. I was like, it's oh probably my 25 bucks. Yeah. But like that to me that <laughs> in my mind where I thought it was going to be hundreds, 25 bucks. That's amazing. So you're not going to call the water company? I'm not going to call for 25 bucks. 25 bucks, bro. That's, that's Mission Barbecue right there, dude. Yeah. Brisket and everything. I'll just, I guess I'll have to fast. Um, but yeah, so we got a pool. It's really fun. I, I wish that we had it earlier in the summer season. I can see that. Yeah, because here's the deal. It is going to get to a point that it's just going to be too cold. You yeah. can almost like to take the water out. I probably have to because, listen, there's like a three-foot drop. Not a three-foot, a three-inch drop to the backside of the pool. Okay, it's so it's, not deep, per- it's the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> it is the deep end over there. So uh, Elizabeth, is, she is so like nervous about it. But our neighbor came over. He's from Oregon. Oregon? Oregon. You say Oregon, right? Oregon Trail. Yeah, up there. And Remember that game? The top west. You're a millennial. Do you know what Oregon Trail is? I absolutely. You know. guys had Oregon Trail. Yeah. Do you know what Number Munchers is? No. Uh, it was like a math game. You could play. You could play Number Munchers, or you could play um, Oregon Trail. Oh no, ours was Oregon Trail or Lemonade Stand. We had Lemonade Stand. You also. had Lemonade Stand too. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow. Anyways, he's from up there, up northwest, and uh, he said, "Yeah, we always had an above ground pool." And he's like, "We had it one year. It was like six or seven inches off, and we had like a bulge on the side." And he's like. It was fine. We were doing whirlpools. People were jumping into it. So like, all right, three inches can't be that bad. So the, the thought is this thing could, could collapse? <laughs> I guess, but at least it's going towards the neighbor's yard, like the back neighbor. Yeah. And they have a pool. So it would That's just... like five years worth of rain. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man, because it has been like ridiculously yeah, hot not in right. Florida. No, no, dude. It's been like in, in central Florida. We're here in the Orlando area. Man, it's extra hot. Extra hot, dude. Dude, it's been like 99 to 100 I know. Like when I get in my truck to start it, it's like again. Yeah, have you seen? <laughs> he just like, wants to stay in the driveway. The, like the birds are sweating. The birds are sweating. Yeah, you think it's rain. You look up, it's just a yeah. sweaty bird. I saw an eagle. He shaved his legs. <laughs> he was flying around with shaved legs. It's so so stinking his hot. His pantaloons, because it doesn't look like eagles wear pants. Yeah, that's the type of bird. Aren't you the one that said eagles are like so cool? Like they're they're so much better than every other bird. They actually have like they wear pants. (laughs) They wear pants, dude. (laughs) They're those are awesome birds. They really are. There's there's two eagles who live in that really tall pine tree right at on on the corner of our lake. Yeah, Um, we don't have any gators or snakes in that lake because these eagles are just that's their that's their grocery store. Right. There's a couple hawks that like they have this other corner. But the Eagles run the show there. Dude, I was... Dr- that sounds like 1960s, like New York street gangs. The Eagles versus the Hawks. Yeah. I was riding my bike home and I look over and I was like, what is that huge thing on the side? It, there was an eagle on the shore of the lake. Okay. It, dude, it had to have been like 
two and a half or three feet tall. It was so big. Oh, no, they're huge. And their wingspans are like eagles. <laughs> yeah. They're huge. <laughs> I feel like I could ride them into Moradors. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, um, have you seen the reel where the guy talks about the eagle and he talks about the only bird, the only prey like it has, the only predator it has like the, is like the, the um, crow? Yes. And because the crow will like go on top of it and then like peck at it or something. Yep. But that the eagle will just fly as high as it possibly can to where the crow gets choked out because there's not enough oxygen for it out there. Yes. And it just falls off and dies. Yeah. Gosh, eagles are so cool. They're the coolest. I'm so glad I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan in football. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I, I have a mascot that is arguably the coolest mascot in, <laughs> in all of sports. It's one of them. Apex Predator. Yeah, right dude. Like, Speaking of football, we're going to get into some some football stuff today. And listen, for those of you that, you know, you saw the title and you're like, oh, I don't like football. I don't sports. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't sports, though. You're like one of those people. Um, stay with us. We're going to have a good time. You'll learn something about fantasy football. At least you'll be able to have a an educated conversation with somebody who plays fantasy football. And you might really catch them off guard because if you're the kind of person that uses words like, I don't sports, uh, they might be really impressed. So it's going to be great. <laughs> but we got quite a few things to get to before Yes, that. Yeah. Um, for lunch today, guys, I'm no, there's a portion of you guys who only care about what we talk about um, in this front half, what we had for lunch. Right, because so you're th- looking for good spots to eat. This is for you. We went to a chain. This is for you. Remember the song? For all you've done for me, bro. Yes. Okay. Um, we went to a chain today. And... I think it's a newer chain, but I don't know. What do they say? 65% of 67, statistics, whatever it is, of finish, statistics. Finish, yeah, finish your thought. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we went to- 67% a, of statistics aren't aren't real. real. Yes. So whatever that means. Um, I made that up. Did you know I made that up? Yeah. that would, And it makes sense. That's like a joke within a joke. But I think it's actually accurate. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we went to BurgerFi. Mm-hmm. Uh, this place is located in Oviedo, Florida. At least our location is. That's I think a chain. they have them all over the place. They have them all over the place. Um, if I had to describe it, it's a more refined version of... Um, Don't say what I think you're going to say. I'm going to say it. Five Guys. It's, it no. doesn't feel as sloppy. It's a different burger. It's unfair to compare the two. You really think that? Yeah, I really think that. I think it's like comparing um, Kentucky Fried Chicken to what? Like a box, a bucket of... Kentucky Fried Chicken to a Chick Fil A sandwich, like the only, that. Yeah, the only thing that's the same is the fact that they're both chicken and they're both fried. That's the only thing they have in common. They have, they have. Let me just. Can I? Five Guys is a banger, bro. Five Guys is like probably the best burger in the country as far as chains go. As far as chains go, yeah. I mean, they have the same type of like fresh cut French fries. Five Guys fries are exponentially better than Burger Fry Burger Fry fries. Why? Because they just are. I don't know why. I can't you can't argue that. that. This is you can't you can't argue that because you you're, you got an L here. We no. need a little button that says L <laughs> L L L. No, Dude, this listen, is, it's no. the same. They're they are fresh cutting French fries. But they're doing the same exact but thing. Just because they're doing quotation marks, air quotes, the same thing. There, it doesn't. It's not the same product. Five Guys makes the best French fries. That this is why. We could spend an hour on this. This is why <laughs> Five Guys is better than In and Out, right? There's that's the big debate: the West Coast versus East Coast, Five Guys versus In and Out. I think I think that's a okay. Go ahead. Here's my go point. Ahead, you finish. My point is just this. Okay. In and Out burgers are fantastic. <laughs> I'm not going to be the guy that says they're not. That's stupid. Right. They're 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 all, they're awesome. And I can see how if I can see somebody liking an In and Out burger more than a Five Guys burger, I I can see that. I still think Five Guys is better, but I can see it. Okay. It's the French fries, bro. Five Guys has the best French fries of a chain restaurant in the nation. I think if I put Burger Five French fries in a bag and put Five Guys French fries in a bag, you cannot tell the difference. Is this the Pepsi Coke challenge? I, I just, I'll tell you, I'll, I can tell the difference now, 10 times out of 10. No, you cannot. And I think, I think you may be right about the burger. Like, I, I'll give you that. That's a fair thing. The fries are, are um, parallel. They are the same exact thing. Yeah, except one's a 10 and the other are, is an 8. I mean, there, there's a difference. So today I got the barbecue rodeo burger. That's a good one, right? That's a good one. I got the, uh, I, I swung a little harder and I got the Wagyu beef patties instead of just the normal patties. Um, my burger came with jalapeno. It came with um, pepper jack cheese. I had the, it came with crispy onions. 
um, and barbecue sauce. It was phenomenal. And you had cheese fries. You, you did cheese fries. You've done that both times we've gone. Yeah. Anytime there's a chili cheese fries option, I I like to do that. Was there chili on your cheese fries? Yeah, dude. It was it was good, man. Yeah. I um we went here a couple weeks ago yeah. last week or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it that time. Mm-hmm. And when we went back, I was like, I wonder if it's going to hit the same. I was so happy again. Yeah. Um, now, I went there a year ago or two years ago, and I was like, eh, whatever. I yeah, don't know what's... We've been there. We've now been in Central Florida since yeah. 2020. We've hit BurgerFi a few times. And I don't know what's different, but like, it's good, man. Like, it's, it's reminiscent. And now... Take this I know, I know what you're going to say. It's reminiscent of a Jack Brown's burger. Yeah, I, and I and I would agree with that. But do you understand though? It's not as good as Jack Brown burger, right? Like you understand that. I yeah, I yeah. agree with that. That's how I feel about the fries with Five Guys versus this place. <laughs> I, that just that's, that's the difference. No, there's no. I don't think that's. They are the same thing. Okay, so living in Florida. No, not, we're going to put it up to the listener. We have to put it up to the listener, guys. Go eat Burger Five French fries and go eat. Five Guys French fries, and then comment or something. Yeah, fair enough. I think we can put that in our little description on Spotify or whatever. Okay. Um, it's like being uh, from Philadelphia and trying to find a good hoagie or a good cheesesteak or something, and you find one that's that's pretty good. Okay. You know, it does not compare. And I think that would be like if you want to have like a wagyu beef burger type thing, and you really want like a Jack Brown style burger, um, and you want to go out to do it, I think Burger Five is the closest to that. I would okay. agree with that. Okay. Do you think we could make a really good Jack Brown style burger? I mean, you would figure that out, wouldn't we? All you need is the meat. And the Blackstone. I got a Blackstone. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. And good, good. Um, the brioche bun. Yeah. All right. That's what cool. Else? But I mean, like, you, what did you get? I had the CEO, which is a double Wagyu beef burger. Um, had some onions on it. Um, it was good. And I had the fries. They were good. I didn't do anything fancy on the fries. I just had them as they were. I, I Yeah, I mean... Yelp review, right? I mean, BurgerFi is up there in the fours. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I enjoy it. If someone says, hey, we're going to go to BurgerFi, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would say is wrong with the place. It's not. I haven't had a milkshake from there. I, it's, I would assume it's, it's good. It's got to be good. It's going to be good. And I know that there's a thing where you can get, like, half onion rings and half French fries. The place is, it's nice. Fine. Yeah, it's probably per person, it's probably $7 more, maybe $5 more than Five Guys. Five Guys got expensive, but you can still get a Five Guys burger for like ten bucks. Where here you're 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 at least at thirteen. Yeah, you mine know? was eleven for for the hamburger. Yeah, and then it was like five for the uh, chili fries. The cool thing about Five Guys though is that like when you get a large fry, you can share that with your family. Yeah, and I think next time we go to Burger Fight, and I was going to tell you, but this is the difference between millennial and Gen X, right? As soon as you walk in the door, there's a computer for you to place your order, and you go right to it. And I go right past it. I go all the way to the front and I talk to the girl. So, But that's I, not usually what I do. I just, at this particular place, I like to do that because I like to customize and see what my options are for what was going to be on my hamburger. Irregardless. Got it. You were too far away because we could have got a regular fry or a large fry. And I was going to be like, yo, don't get fries, bro. I got it. But then you're like all the way across the place and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. And I crushed all of my food. Like I didn't leave one crumb right. away. Plus you put chili and cheese on your fries, which is nice. But not your bag. Uh, definitely... Kind of. I just don't need that in my life right now. <laughs> um, I was at the gym today. By the way, I had someone say, how come you guys are always in your gym clothes when you guys take pictures and stuff? Um, because Wednesdays is kind of like gym clothes Wednesday. Because I'm. it's just, it's been too hot down here. So we shoot a pod. Um, we go to the gym. We go to lunch. We got a lot going on on Wednesday nights. Plus everything else we're doing around here on the office for church and everything. And it's just, it makes it easier just to stay in gym shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, um, usually the office, there's a few other people who are here right and on wednesdays it's just us wednesdays is so just, we can the just, boys are here baby yeah. uh, before we move on uh, let's pay some bills that's great well one of the segments we started last year uh is a segment called movies millennials may have missed where we talk about uh older movies that came out in the 80s 90s maybe even 2000s who knows and maybe even prior to that um that uh, are very important to culture and that you need to see so here we go with another episode or segments of Movies millennials may have missed. I love, I love that we have this segment. I really do. You know what we need? We need a new segment for season three. Okay. We got to think about that. 
right? Yeah. So some of you that are uh, that that get to see us from time to time, or friends with us on social media and all that. If you have any ideas for segments, uh, shoot it at us. Probably not another food segment, right? Probably something else. Yeah. Well, we could do like the dinner I made last night, but that's too much food talk, right? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Here we go. We're, okay, we're in yeah. movies oh, millennials yeah, yeah, may yeah. have missed. Here yeah, we go. Stay focused. All right. All right, millennial, Gen Z. Have you ever been in a room with a bunch of people and the guy or the lady steps up to speak and that guy or that lady is at least in their 40s, maybe 50s, maybe older and they're trying to get everyone's attention. (laughs) I know exactly what you're going to say here. And they say, all right, everybody, listen up. Bueller, Bueller. And everyone in the room that's got some gray in their beard, they're like, ah, ha, 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 And everybody else is like, I don't get it. Well, that is a movie reference from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is a cool movie. This is a great one. Uh, I can't remember. This is this is mid eighties. I, I should have got the the actual year, but uh, this is what uh, Wiki says about it. I just want to make sure I got it right because I actually haven't watched this movie in a while. Um, but in a Chicago suburb, two months before graduation, high school senior Ferris Bueller fakes illness to stay home. His parents believe he is ill, though his sister. Uh, Genie. Genie, it is Genie. Does not. After learning Ferris is absent from school, Dean of Students Ed Rooney, I love this guy. The guy that played Ed Rooney is awesome. I forget his <laughs> name, but he's awesome. Uh, becomes determined to expose Ferris's chronic truancy. Uh, counting the day on which the film takes place, Ferris had been absent nine times that semester alone. Ferris persuades his hypochondriac best friend, Cameron Fry, to help excuse Ferris's girlfriend, Sloan Peterson. What a cool name Sloan is. Yeah. I want to get another dog. My wife doesn't want to get another dog. We're kind of at a standoff right now on it. But do you think if Dude. I got another dog, I want another golden. We'll get, we'll get into that whole other day. Sloan the golden? What do you think? Sloan? Come here, Sloan. It's not right, right? It's got to be two syllables. Don't you want your dog to have two syllables in their name? Maybe. Maybe Mabel? All right, here we go. Um, from school on the grounds that her grandmother died to complete the ruse that Sloane's father is picking her up from school. Ferris borrows, this is awesome, Cameron's father's 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California Spider. This car is awesome, bro. Yes. Uh, Cameron, fearing his father's wrath, is dismayed when Ferris decides to take the car on a day trip to Chicago. Ferris promises they will return the car as it was, including persevering or not pers- preserving the original odometer mileage. So this this movie goes on, and basically Ferris and his buddy and his girlfriend have a fun day in Chicago. All kinds of antics happen. Did you like when I was watching that movie? Mm-hmm. Who do you relate with? Ferris, really? Yeah, I'm you, the friend, Cameron. Bro, I'm I'm nervous the entire time. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm unwell. Yeah. Can we just go back? I just like, I can't. I, and I'm, yeah, I'm the exact opposite. Let's go. No, dude. That's just like, oh gosh. And when, I don't want to ruin the movie. I mean, this no, movie is no, like no, 35 no, no, years no, old, no. but whatever. But this is a quintessential 80s movie. Yes. Like if you Googled quintessential 80s movies or 80s movies, you must watch. Or like an alien invasion is happening and, and they need to learn about American about, culture and all yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, this is, this has got to be a top 10 quintessential 80s movie. Um, so anyway, I highly recommend this and one. This, this one's good. Th- he he breaks the the fourth wall in this movie. He does. You're right. One of the first ones to really make yeah. that a significant deal. Which is really, it's uh, especially if you, if you think about the time when this movie came out, nothing had ever done that before. Right. Where he's talking to the audience. Right. Which is, which is cool. It's very cool. Um, yeah, got to watch this one. I think that's all I got to say about that. That's it. Um, that's awesome. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, definitely got to see that one. I do have something exciting for us today as we start season three with a little bit of nice news. <laughs> yes. Bro. Extra, extra. Nice news. We're pulling out all the stops today, yeah, dude. Baby. I love I love that. Well, you have to on the, on the season premiere, don't you? The opener. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, this is four pages, by the way. Look, Whoa. At, this. Look at all this, dude. Whoa. So I'm not going to read it all, but uh, I'm going to read what I can. This, But this story's crazy, bro. Okay. A man's huge mistake paid off big in the end. Okay. That's the title. On May 26, Redditor. That's, is that how you say that? Redditor? He's from Reddit. Yeah. Uh, you Lazy Bear 90 
they have names, I guess, like hashtags. No, like a username, like a handle. Yeah, yeah, like they used to do with the CB back in the day, like breaker, breaker. This is you know, uh, or like your Instagram. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, this guy posted an almost unbelievable story um, that's since gone viral. Uh, blah blah blah. Okay, this happened in February of last year, but my friends have been telling me I need to post the story online. So here goes nothing. Guy writes this: <laughs> My wife and I, both thirty-one years old at the time, okay, moved into a three-bedroom apartment building in San Francisco. It's a lot of money. Michael wrote, I'm sorry, Michael wrote, adding that one of their neighbors is a retired veteran in his 70s who is a devout Hindu priest. One day, Michael ran into his neighbor who tells him about a hunger charity he manages for a community in Bangladesh. You know it's Bangladesh, not Bangladesh, right? Yeah. Do you know the difference? Yes. What is the difference? One means frog. Bang means frog. Yeah, Yeah. Bangladesh. So Bangladesh. Uh, And he says, I wanted to support my neighbor and the charity. Michael said that the next day at work, he went to the GoFundMe page for the charity. Uh, it's named Urgent Food Relief Needed Bangladesh and donated $150. Not nice. Good, Mike. Michael, good job, dude. Yeah, he's got his neighbor and he has hunger relief. Or so I thought. Oh, no. He did 150000 Moments later... I get a text on my phone warning me of an unusually large transaction on my oh, credit card. No, uh, I'm confused, and I swipe to open the text message. It says I've made a payment of fifteen thousand forty-one dollars to GoFundMe. Immediately, I'm sweating. How could I have donated fifteen thousand dollars? Michael said he then retracted his steps, finding out that he didn't leave the donation amount window um, when he thought he did typing the numbers four and one in addition to his intended donation. It seems I had accidentally started typing my credit card information while my cursor was still in the oh, donation box. And just like that, dang. 150 became 15041. Yikes, he wrote. Dang. After some, this, bro, this story gets crazy. After some panicked moments, a call to GoFundMe's customer service secured him a refund, he said. But he was informed it would be processed in three to seven business days. That's too many days, bro. I'm like three to seven for fifteen grand. Like who has that laying around, right? Oh, God. Um, and but he was informed it would be okay. Charity organization said, uh, um, "I tell him that's a big problem as the entire GoFundMe had hardly raised that much at that point." So like, I saw a picture of the donations come in and they were all like fifteen bucks, sixty bucks. He's got this 15,000 one just chilling there. His neighbor's like, yeah, dude, Michael, you're the best. Yeah. Um, Michael said he had planned on explaining what happened to his neighbor, the GoFundMe organizer, as soon as he could. But he had a rude awakening the next morning. Oh, no, dude. I looked at my phone and saw I had 40 plus notifications on Facebook. Someone had sent me a friend request, had like many of my old posts, and had sent me many messages, Michael wrote. Immediately, I was concerned when I, when I saw that the individual messaging me had a Hindu name, but I never could have imagined what I saw when I opened his first message. Oh, no. The man had sent me a video of himself from Bangladesh, surrounded by dozens of impoverished and hungry people his holding... Neighbor? No, no, no. Uh, someone in Bangladesh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. So someone in um, okay. t- dozens of impoverished and hungry people holding up bags of food, thanking me by name, Michael, for my generous donation. Michael continued adding that the people in the video then gave him a round of applause. At this point, I've leapt out of my bed and I'm pacing. Part of me wants to scream. Part of me wants to crack up laughing. But can you imagine, bro? Like you accidentally do this? It's such a Michael Scott moment. <laughs> and the money gets there so quickly that these people run out and buy food. Like the money got, like, it may take three to five business days or whatever, seven for him to get his money back, but like they got it instantly. And they went out and bought food. What's the stipulation there? So, like, they would. I don't know. Let's keep going. Michael said the man who runs operations for the charity in Bangladesh sent multiple pictures of people thanking him for his five-figure donation. And to prove it, links to the images themselves. Literally hundreds of photos of frail, elderly, disabled, and malnourished individuals holding signs with my name, Michael wrote. No way. Michael said that he ended up donating $1,500... Uh, once the original donation was refunded, fifteen hundred. So he gets his fifteen k back, and then he's was so moved he takes 
a tithe out of right. it, 1500 uh, feeling guilty about the chaos his mistake caused. Wait, so like, but is the nonprofit now on the hook to like... I have no idea. For four, whatever that would be, thirteen five. I have no idea. Maybe they didn't spend all the 15000 I mean, $15,000 goes a very long way for food in Bangladesh. Oh my goodness. I'm like... I'm nauseous. So the charity's host was incredibly gracious and understanding. And he explained to me that 1500 uh, goes very far in Bangladesh for urgent food relief. Ultimately, I think the whole experience was a win-win. I helped a great cause and I got a funny story out of it. But the story doesn't end there. Oh my. Okay. Thanks to the power of the internet and Michael's smart decision to link a second GoFundMe to the same charity titled Urgent Foods. Okay, so this place... Uh, people from Reddit, moved by the story, because he's told the story in Reddit, right. donated to the fundraiser and let the organiz- organizer, Jeff Dunnan, also, uh, it doesn't matter, uh, know that Reddit posts brought them there. Heard the story of the guy on Reddit who accidentally donated $15,000 instead of one fifty, but bumped it to 1500 Great story. Wanted to do my part, wrote one participant who donated $100. Nice. That person is one of more than 3,700 contributors to the fundraiser. Holy crap. With some donating amounts as high as $5,000. Dang. Two weeks ago, a donor story went viral online, bringing our GoFundMe to over 2,800 amazing new donors. Um, Blah, 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 blah. So they end up bringing in uh, (laughs) $118,000. Because this guy made a mistake and he told the world about it and the world listened and... So anyway, uh, we're done with that. But isn't that a nice story? That's crazy, dude. I couldn't imagine waking up the next day realizing that happened and all of these people that that don't have food. They're like, yeah, Kevin, you're the best, dude. Yeah, bro, this is like, this is like real life Scott's Tots. They're like getting tattoos of your name on their arm. <laughs> yeah, this guy helped us. Anyway, that's nice. I thought that was a nice news that's story. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I like that. Speaking of GoFundMe, I'm, I'm joking. Can you imagine if we had a GoFundMe and when we we made one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars? Yeah, you know how many burger five burgers that would be? Too many, at least fifty. All right, well, we're gonna get into fantasy football today, which I know you can't wait. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I thought the best way to like start this segment would be to have you explain what fantasy football is. Because you have no, you have an idea. Yeah, I have an understanding. You have an understanding. So, so explain to us what fantasy football is. Okay, so th- how I imagine it. <laughs> okay, guys, I need to tell you something first. <laughs> Listen, I I don't do sports. This is not. I'm I'm one of those guys at the beginning. I can run a chainsaw. I, I can build furniture. I, I can. Uh, I can play music. You can clean a fish. I can clean a fish. I can I can catch a fish. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a I'm not just not a big sports guy. Right. It's just not me. So the whole fantasy thing, and I and I never really knew until recently, probably like five years ago. My understanding is that if your team that you like really like sucks, this is a way for you to like stay engaged following the sport as a whole. Okay. Right? So you and your friends are building a team, one team of any player in the NFL or whatever sport you're playing fantasy sport of. Right. So you may have a quarterback from the Miami Dolphins and a defense from the Cardinals. Right. And a safety from... No, well, some have individual defensive players, yeah, but... We okay. won't go there today. So, so how do you get points? Um, you get points if your player moves the ball the right way. Okay. <laughs> so, like, if uh, if your team score, if your quarterback throws a touchdown, you right. get points. If your receiver catches the ball, you get points. Okay, so you're you're doing okay here. If your defense stops them, you right. get points. Yes, kind of. Yeah, your if defense you get gets sacks. I bet, sacks, if, I bet if you get a sack, that's a probably a lot yep. of points. Fumbles. How many points your defense gives up usually gives you some points. Do you do you get like bonus points? Some ha- some scoring systems have. That's bonus cool. Points. Like if you get hot, like mm-hmm. like combos. <laughs> uh, no, but you know what? Some scoring systems in the NBA do that for triple doubles, which means you scored at least ten points and ten rebounds and ten assists or something. Oh. And they'll give you they'll give you bonus. It's like for a that. hat trick. Like a hat trick in hockey. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe if we talk hockey talk here a little bit, that'll help explain everything. So um, here's the thing that is like nauseating for me about the whole fantasy thing. Okay. And 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 for you who you are a a um, connoisseur of this craft. Okay. Um, the amount of research and time that you put into like you're like oh, I have my fantasy thing. I gotta I gotta look at my list and set it up and all that. Like what? You like spend time doing this. Yeah, it's fun. Like it's a it's like it's a lot of fun. Do you do stuff for fun? Do you have fun in life? Yeah. Um. What? What? But what makes it fun? It's because you're playing against like your friends and you're just trying to beat them. It's just what makes anything fun. What makes crocheting fun? Oh, I don't think. Yeah, it's people love it. Yeah. But what? What makes fishing fun? You know, catching a fish. <laughs> yeah, but like catching a good wide receiver. Similar. It's very similar. Yeah, but you're not doing anything. You're just sitting there. Oh, I'm doing something. So, <laughs> all right. So for the real fantasy footballers in the house, um, sorry to have put you through that. Um, but I think you did a, a decent job explaining at least how it operates. The, that was layman's terms, I that think. That was, um, yeah, there was, it, was, it was lame. It was terms. <laughs> it was lame when there was terms. So um, we're going to spend some time here because it is fantasy draft season. Some of you have already drafted your fantasy football team. And listen, um, I am no professional. Uh, but you're I, close, aren't you? Oh, man, I could do it for a living. I really could. I for, think I could. For a living? Yeah. Like you could make, I money, could make doing money doing it? Yes. For a living? Yes. Like quit your job, yes. support your family, do, playing a, a fantasy game? Yes. I can do it for a living. For one? Like one for my life. And I'd make lots and lots of money. We have a caller. It might be Stacy because she just called my cell phone. Maybe she doesn't know that we're. Well, let me see. Okay, so let me pause this. Hold on. So you're telling me you can like quit your job and just do NFL fantasy football and win and and like make money doing that? Uh, no, it would be all sports. It, well, at least it would be baseball, football, and basketball. So that you'd have a full time job studying their stats. I'm assuming. Yeah. And then it's very similar to the stock market. Okay, so let me jump in and and, and oh, yes. okay. So a matter of fact, these are in my notes. I have the, I have this okay. I have this concept in Take my notes. Take it away, PK. So um, again, it's fantasy uh, football draft season time. Um, and so I figure we jump in because there everybody's playing. A lot of people are playing it now. A lot of people, even people that aren't really good at it. And there's a lot of people that um, tend to finish, you know, seventh, eighth, sixth in their league, kind of year after year. And they're they're just that's where they're going to be. And that's what I'm trying to explain to you is that there's, there is definitely a whole system and process to this. Um, but here's the deal. Um, some things to think about. Number one is this, if you're taking notes. <laughs> it's like a pastor, don't I? Uh, it is a game of math with some luck. So um, my, my brother uh, is notorious for saying it's all luck. It's just all luck. It's all luck. Um, and, and that's why he finishes in fifth place every year. Um, he doesn't realize, and I love him. This is my brother, Chris. I love him to death. Um, and I've tried to explain to him it's 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 not all luck. Now there is definitely luck. I I had a year where I was running away uh, with the league, and I had Dak Prescott, and he was worth a million points every week. And I also had Saquon Barkley, and he had a million points every week. And both of those guys had major injuries. Dak was done for the year, and Barkley was done for like eight weeks or something. And um, I was undefeated. I was not going to lose a game that year. I was putting up so many points. And I had horrible luck and lost two people. That does happen. It absolutely does happen. There is a major luck component with this. So circling back really fast to the like making a living off this, the only way that you'd make a living is if you're playing in like a paid league. It, there has to be a well, level yeah, of like... They have all these like daily fantasy leagues now and stuff. Okay. So um, when these daily fantasy leagues started, um, there were immediately some guys that just started winning. And I remember reading a story one time where these guys, there was like these eight like frat boy type guys that are in their 20s. Uh, they would mess around the stock market and doing okay. And as soon as legally um, fantasy football and stuff became legal to to play, they were like, oh, this is, we're going to do this. And these guys got together and there's like however many of them, six of them, whatever it was, I don't know. Um, and they get together in this dude's apartment and yeah, they study all day long. And they prep for the the, the games that night. And um, they put together all these different teams every single night, and they win a, a whole lot of money. Now, sure, they lose from time to time, but you, right. they're winning so much more than they're losing. And they are taking the money from your everyday guy who's 
you know, he goes to work every day. He works his nine to five. He's he's working he's hard. He's loosely playing. He's he's just having a little fun. Oh, you know the I I think Mike Trout's going to have a good night tonight. So he puts a little baseball lineup together, and it is just these guys see the lineup he puts together and they laugh. <laughs> you know, like right. You're playing this guy. You're playing this left-handed hitter against a you know left-handed pitcher. Like, what are you thinking? And but you would have to be strategic in order to like make a living. You you'd have to like put your teams into, um matches that are like big purses right like yeah oh yeah and there's a twenty five thousand dollar purse on this one the daily the daily thing is a new team every night matter of fact you could have 500 teams every night you can do whatever you want to do that's what i'm trying to say it's it's not just old school draft a team and have a team for for six months so it's a little bit like a lottery ticket you're buying a you're buying a a place you're like putting your team in and then you can you can put another team in yes and you can put another team, and you're like hoping that one of these three that you put in does yeah, well. The difference, though, between calling it a lot because lottery is straight up whatever. Right. Imagine if you could study the numbers, okay, and figure out what numbers are, are not hit. are not going to hit, okay, and what numbers may hit, and what numbers are most likely going to hit. You know, imagine playing the lottery, and I don't I don't play the lottery, so I, I think it's let's say you're choosing between numbers one and sixty four. And you study and you determine there are there are twenty numbers that are that they can't hit tonight, right? Mm-hmm. So now between one and sixty four, now it's between one and forty four, and, and and you also discover there's there's three that I mean as long as these numbers don't get injured, right? Right, they're going to hit tonight. And so imagine having that intel, and everyone else is just picking numbers mm, randomly like or whatever. That's where these guys. And make so the that's money. how you feel like. Yeah, and I, of course I could be the guy saying I could do this, and 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 in a year from now I've lost my house and lost everything. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, like, uh, let me get back to this. Okay, so let me explain. I just this find this. I find it really intriguing. They should make a Netflix like docu series about like they a fantasy football should. league or following a few people who have like yeah really turned this thing into something. It would be a great Netflix special. I agree with you, especially yeah. if you do it where like you just have like the guy that's you know got a couple kids and he's yeah. just kind of messing around, and but then you got the guys that are you know. Um, okay, so that's a great idea. Netflix, if you're listening, yes, I'll watch it because I'm not. I don't care about it, but yeah. I like the idea of what it what you're talking about. So uh, let me okay explain ahead. this a little yeah, bit more. So ahead. the league I'm in now, we've been playing loosely, many of us since like the late '80s, right? Your this is like your family, it's my family and close league, friends. and there's some there's some of my close friends, you know. Okay, and we've been playing. I mean, since back in the, my first fantasy draft pick was ever was uh, Gary Clark of and, the Reds of the Redskins and in 1989. Is, and this is when you you used to have to like buy books, right? Oh yeah, magazines and, and like go through. It was totally the stats. different. There was no website, none of that stuff. That's crazy, dude. So we have ten people in our league, and these are the same te- ten people every every year that are in it. For the most part, every now and again, somebody gets replaced, but it's about the same ten people, and they're good players. I mean, these are good players. Some of them are very good, um, and some are um, you know not as good. And but it's a good league. If this is a competitive league, if 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 you who had never really played much got in this league, it would probably take you a year or two of getting your butt kicked to start to figure out. I mean, this is a good league. Okay. Now, with that said. Me and this guy, John, are in the top three pretty much every year. Okay. Out of 10 people. And it's, um, for those that know about fantasy football, it's a redraft every year. It's not a keeper league. So it's not like I, I end up getting a hold of two or three star players and I got them in my pocket every year. This is a redraft every year. Okay. Um, so let me, in the last six years, this is since 2017, I have won the league first place three times, and then I've been in second once. Uh, this guy, John, in the last six years has two first-place finishes, two second-place finishes, and two third-place finishes. Okay? There's 10 people in the league. Two of them, me and John, have won it five out of the last six years. His sister won, I think, the year, the other year. Um, or it might have been my sister. But um, And then we have a total of three second-place finishes. So, so in other words, me or John, me and or John, are in the championship every year. So, so to call that luck, you know what I'm saying? To say, oh, this is just, you know, this is just, right. no, no, this is. You figured something out. I have cracked some codes and I'm going to, I'm going to divulge some of those codes. Oh, today. little cheater tips. Yeah. So this is, this is the stuff you won't get on many of the professional fantasy Yo, shows. Someone's going to snipe you because right. this is like you're a, a magician telling the tricks. No, I'm a fisherman telling you the. Where the hole is the fish. Yeah. I have a question really fast before yes. you move to that next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I'm wondering. Now, do you ever like try to get into a league that is like a few ranks higher than what you're currently playing at? Like how do you, where do you find that? Is there like an app? Do you like 
I, I don't know. I'm a, I mean, I'm a pastor. I, I, I'm busy on Sunday mornings. You know what I'm saying? This is when a lot of like, a lot of news breaks on Sunday mornings, you know, oh, so-and-so running back is not going to play. And that news doesn't break until like 1145. I'm a church planter. I'm like taking down pipe and drape. You know but, what I'm saying? I don't but, have time to get into a league like that. But like if, okay, so if, if you wanted to like, you're like, dude, I'm winning every, this is boring for me. How, how do you find a new, like, yeah, I mean, you can ask around and, 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 and talk. Um, Maybe there's like Facebook groups like, hey, this is a yeah. level 80. Yeah, I, I personally, I do know a guy locally that he said he's in a pretty competitive league, but there's, there's no openings. Um, but m- most leagues are a little bit more casual. I remember an episode of Sanford and Son <laughs> when uh, they, were playing, they were playing poker, and they were playing poker on Friday night. And then um, one of the relatives from Kansas City came over, and uh, he just sat down and he's, oh, this is, I've heard about poker. This is a fun game. And next thing you know, man, he just takes everybody's money. Because, <laughs> again, poker is a skill set. It, right. it is. It's, it's not just gambling. There's, there's a skill right. you know, to poker. If you know how to play poker, you can sit down and beat the people at the table that don't know how to play poker. Right. Like, you know, or don't play it well. Like if you're a professional. Yeah. Um, all this said, I do want to say this, a little asterisk. I do not endorse gambling on fantasy sports or sports or gambling at all. Okay. That is, that is not my endorsement. Um, that is not what this is about. But that's the only way that you could make a living. Like, you don't get sponsors for having a fantasy football team. Probably not. No, you'd have to... Right, you'd have to gamble. Yeah, but like some of these guys are known. Some of these guys, like their, their little name, their little... Um, uh, Jeff Rogers is the champion no, for Fantasy League. Every no, it would be their hashtag. Oh, okay. or their Or their handle. Yeah. Like, I, I, I saw this guy the other day. His, his was called um, Miley Virus. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like all these like you know names right. that people have whatever um this is, this is so interesting that like hearing the like the subculture of this entire thing yeah it's very intriguing to me yeah and in some ways i will say this fantasy football and a lot of people will, will agree with what i'm about to say has really harmed and hurt football oh really yeah because like back in the day you just you watched your favorite team and you rooted for them and then you rooted against your rivals while they played and then there might be a couple of good football games that you don't really care about the game so much, but it's just fun to watch, you know. Um, for people that are not in fantasy football but love football, it just drives them insane. They, I don't want, I don't care about this guy getting six catches. You know what I'm saying? I just want to watch a game, you know, like and and then because like if if so I'm an Eagles fan, Eagles trump everything. When the Eagles are on, I'm watching the Eagles. I don't I don't give a rip about my fantasy team. Um, but when the Eagles are over and there's let's say there were the one o'clock game and there's four four o'clock games going. I'm flipping back and forth. I'm watching the red zone. My brother Billy doesn't play fantasy. He hates it. He'd rather sit there and watch the Dolphins play the Jaguars, and that's it. Don't change the channel. I want to watch a game because football is the greatest entertainment on TV. It really okay. is. There's a reason why it's 19 of the top 20 shows every single year by ratings. Uh, there's so much drama. It's so cool. And when you're just flipping back and forth to see what your player is doing, it, it, it can take the drama out of a football game. Yeah. It'd be like, for, for, for maybe people that in the 80s loved soap operas, just kept going back and forth and didn't put one soap opera on. They just went to see what the different stars were doing on the different shows. Okay. I don't know if that makes sense or not. But All right, here, we got to talk about this. Um, tips to winning your draft. Okay, so you're about to give some industry secrets and, and hopefully help somebody. I don't know. I'm going I'm to give you tips. Okay. They're my secrets. I don't know if they're industry secrets, but um, I mentioned this guy, John, earlier, um, where I am a lot better at John is drafting picking the initial however many players, right? Okay. 15 players, 20 players. That is where I, that's where I normally do better than John. I draft better than John. Okay. What John does a lot better than me, and it drives me crazy, <laughs> is there's this thing called like the waiver wire and, and all that kind of stuff He that you can pick up players every week. He does such a good job of finding these guys on the waiver wire that, that are like nobodies and then become studs. And every year, man, he picks up one or two. He's guys. got like a feel somehow. He's got. He's a, got a feel to it, man. That I guy. just, I don't know what it is, you know. And, and I'll sit there, and I'll even have the priority on the waiver wire. And there's, we both need a running back, and there's three really good running backs available, and I, I don't know which one to take. And I finally take one, and then he'll take the next guy. He'll even go after me, and his guy ends up going crazy, and my guy ends up hitting the bench again. It's, it's one of those things that drives me crazy. So, I'm talking today about winning your draft. Okay. okay. Um, now I want you to think a little bit as the viewer that's maybe listening or listener that's listening that doesn't know a lot of fancy about fancy football. Yeah. Like me. So if I really start losing you ask questions and stuff, cause this could get boring for some people, but this is going to be really good for others. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. The first thing you need to do is know your scoring system. Okay. Like not, this is different from like the game, like a touchdown is six points right. and a field goal yep. is um, one. And then like you can get two points. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so in some leagues, you know, a touchdown from a quarterback is worth three, but in some leagues it's worth like six. You know what I mean? Whoa. So in some leagues, the quarterback is really worth a lot of points. And if you don't get a really good quarterback, you're going to be in trouble. Um, or the defense is worth like nothing. So you don't want to spend a high draft pick on a defense because it's only a difference of like two points mm. per week. And so before your draft starts, is there like a game master? There is uh, in the settings, you have the scoring system that you can look at. But who does that? Who sets that up? Is um, there like one person who's hosting so, the league? Is that is that how you would say that? A, yeah, there's a, a commissioner. Like okay. my brother, Chris, is the, is the commissioner of, of our league. And so um, in a league, typically you would bring, um, you start with a scoring system. Now that might just be something you get from ESPN or Yahoo or whatever. Um, but the commissioner can go in and change the scoring system, right? Which most do and say, well, we want to do bonuses for this and we want to do this and that. And they have all these different scoring changes and stuff that they make. Um, you realize that what you're talking, it's, I feel like it's like Dungeons and Dragons, but for sports people, <laughs> you're, you are crafting a, an entire thing based off of something that you like, but except in Dungeons and Dragons, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. Um, but in football, it's really happening. Like you sit, like you can't sit down and watch the Dungeons and Dragons movies, <laughs> the episodes that week, you know, and then get points off it. You know what you could do? Fantasy Ahsoka. Where you get points, you get points for every person she kills. You get point like you could draft. You could draft like Sabine and all that. Uh, fantasy Star Wars. Yeah, oh my God, it's Lord, already fantasy. Jesus, come soon, please. Anyway, so you want to know your scoring system? I don't want to talk about this anymore. Okay, um, this is a big one, and a lot of people do this. Don't just draft last year's good players. Well, okay. So a lot of people do that, you know. So you'll have a guy like, like Tom Brady was good last year, right? He's- Definitely going to be good this year. Yeah, we'll get back to someone like Brady in a minute. Um, but yes, uh, a player that just ended up popping off last year, maybe one or two years, you know, that were really good in a row. And now you want to draft him early because you think he's going to be good again just because he was good for the last year or two. I see so many people do the same thing year after year and they just draft some guy and he just happened to have a great year and now he stinks. <laughs> or now he's not worth nearly what you where you drafted him at. So when you're picking, you're looking at stats – but also, like, is there like an X factor that you're looking at about these people? Sometimes, uh, sometimes they have a new offensive coordinator. Sometimes they have a new head coach. Sometimes they have a new quarterback, and that may cause a player to yeah. perform better or worse. Yeah, or or it could just be that team last year just happened to have a great offensive line, and it gave the wide receiver and quarterback an extra second to work, and mm-hmm. and, and that opened things up for them. Um, so sometimes there's things you look at, but then sometimes it's like, for me, it's a gut feeling. Okay. You know, like going into this year's draft, everybody's saying Justin Jefferson's the guy to take. He's a wide receiver from Minnesota and he's going number one in many drafts. I don't have him number one. I got him number two um, for many reasons I don't have time to get into today. Um, but Justin Jefferson is also a guy that's ascending in his career right now. He's got the same quarterback, you know, same same coach, all that stuff. He's going to put up big numbers. He's going to be the type of guy that you you can take Justin Jefferson, Right. Uh, but there are some players that just you almost got to kind of guess to some degree or take a look. And some of it's a feeling, but some of it's also maybe changes that happened. Maybe they were injured last year a little bit. Not much, but a, enough, you know. So they may like be a little trigger shy. Whatever it may be. Right. Um, and so every year it's, it's a running joke. Like someone posts their fantasy football team and like, how do I do? You know, and they post <laughs> it and everybody's like, oh, it looks really good for 2022. You know, um, you have to be able to draft some players that are going to be good. <laughs> You know, that, that you're guessing le- on that level of sarcasm. Like, <laughs> I would feel like such an idiot if that's what. Um, okay. Now, when it comes to the actual draft, this is something I, I do the best I can to live by. Um, I almost always try to draft the best players available. Um, and I know that sounds like kind of a no duh, but not really. A lot of people draft for their need. So you get to start getting into like the fifth round. You've got your quarterback, you've got two running backs, you know, you got a wide receiver, you got your tight end, whatever, wherever you're at. And, and you're in a place where, like, there's 10 good receivers still there and you need another receiver. And you already drafted, let's say, uh, Joe Burrow. You don't really need a quarterback. But then uh, Trevor Lawrence is sitting there. How did Trevor Lawrence fall this far? And you're looking at the two guys that are drafting next to you and they haven't got quarterbacks yet. Take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, just so they won't. So Well, so you're, you're kind of playing keep away from them. But at the same time, like, Trevor Lawrence everybody's like high on this guy right now and he fell that far grab him and he's just on your bench now though 
Yeah, he's also trade bait because so, uh, you can trade players. Um, look at this. He, see this, this, what you just said there. So that these are the real secrets here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just you know. I forced your hand there a little bit. So okay, so my draft last year, I had I think I had like the fifth pick, and I took Travis Kelsey. So he's the best tight end available. Now I could have taken a stud running back. I could have taken a stud wide receiver, but but I, I took Travis Kelsey. And then the second round, I don't remember who I took. Um, it was like a running back. Oh no, it was like a receiver. It was a receiver, I think. And then in the third round, my plan was to get a running back. So I'd have a running back receiver and tight end. Cause the thing in fantasy football is there's a lot of quarterbacks out there. There's a lot of good ones. You don't have to get one of the cream of the crop, but I'm sitting there at the end of the third round and Josh Allen is sitting there. Josh Allen fell like five picks. I went in cause you can plan for your draft and have all the strategy of what you're going to do. But at the end of the day, there's stuff that just happens. Well, yeah, someone just starts to fall down the draft board, and you're like, why is Josh Allen there? And you're like, well, I wasn't planning on taking him. I was going to take Tua, you know, in like round 11 or whatever last year. But Allen's sitting here, you know what I mean? So I grabbed him. Um, and so I think, like, that's – you have to take best player available. You know, don't don't go in with such a strategy. and Because some people do that. They're so tied to their strategy. And, I, and by round three, I want this. And by round five, I want that. And, man, let it come to you. You mm. know what I'm saying? Let it come to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Um, and I'm totally nerding out on all of this right now. Yeah, this is definitely deep. This is... Yeah. Okay, so this is a big one, too, that a lot of people miss. You want to draft players from good systems. So in, in the 1990s, 2000s, uh, the Broncos running back was always going to be great every year. It didn't matter who he was. Because the Broncos had this amazing, ridiculous offensive line that I could have ran behind in my 20s, and I would have picked up some yards. You know what I right. mean? Because they were just so good, and the offensive line opens up holes for running backs and all that. Um, and so it was funny every year, the Broncos running back after Terrell Davis was like, people were drafting him in the third and fourth rounds and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't care if the guy's name is Olandis Gary. He's their starter. I'm taking him in like the second or third round because he's going to run for 1500 yards. You know what I mean? So in the NFL, you got to find those, those, um, those teams with systems that no matter who is there, it's going to work. It's going to work. Nice. Yeah. I, would mention some of those for this year. <laughs> oh, but you want to... But I haven't drafted yet. And you want to keep your cards close to yeah, your chest. I have to. In case your family listens to this. Yeah. So if you're not in my league and you, and you want to know a couple of those players are, pull me aside or send me a message. I'll, I'll help you out. But um, <laughs> but there are systems out there that... It's a small finder's fee. <laughs> I'll, build, I'll build your team for you, but it will cost this. Okay, so this one's fun. You'll, you'll appreciate this one. Uh, like poker, right? Okay. You want to try and get inside the head of your opponent's. And you want to try and guess who they're going to draft. Okay, so you're like in there playing mind games. Is kind it, of. Do you, okay, your family lives a, all over. All over, but do you guys do like a Zoom? No, I'll call my sister sometimes and kind of leave it on speakerphone and we'll just kind of have fun and laugh, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, so it's just happening di- yeah. digitally on your Years laptop. ago, we would get together on a Saturday morning, all 10 of us. Because that was it. That was the only way to do it. And it's called a draft party, and they're the best. Everybody brings food and everything. And But because we're so spread out. Now, my brother Chris is maybe in Orlando this year. If he is, I'll probably invite him to come over to the house, and we can draft together. Because it is fun, even if there's only three or four of you getting together. Um, but no, I have played with these people for so long. Okay, so the first, the person with the first pick this year is my, my brother-in-law, Jeff. And then the second pick is this lady, Terry. And then my brother Chris is the third pick, and then I'm the fourth. Why? How did that happen? Uh, you just draw straws. Yeah. Yeah. So um, my my brother in law Jeff, um, he always has a good but not great team because he always plays it safe. He's a midfield guy. He just plays it safe. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't swing for the fence. He doesn't take players because that's the big thing. Once you start getting into those mid rounds and later rounds, you don't want to play safe. You want to draft guys that are either going to suck or they're going to be amazing, right? You just you take chances. He's just the epitome of safety, you know. He doesn't trade during the season. He likes it. He always likes his team. I like my team. I like my team. He always likes his team. I know he's taking Justin Jefferson. I know he's going to take him number one. I know that's going to happen. Um, and then it's a snake draft. So he has the first pick. Then it goes one through 10 and then 10 through one. So now when I pick again, I got to try to guess who is Jeff going to take with those two picks? Who is Terry going to take with those two picks? Who is Chris going to take with those two picks? And that's not easy. And you're just you're playing like a numbers game. Yeah. And I, you have to react to whatever happens because – Terry, I don't know if that's her name, right, Terry, mm-hmm. may pick your pick. And that she's, I want. And she's before you. 
And so now you have to like adapt. Well, before me, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about after now. Okay. So I'm talking about we've gone through the draft. Now it's the second round. And there may be, let's say, a wide receiver like T. Higgins. Let's say I just, oh, man, I want T. Higgins. I think he's going to be great. But he's like the fourth or fifth next player to be taken. So mathematically, he's got a really good chance of coming back to me. But if I know the players ahead of me and I look at who they drafted so far and I know how they've played in years past, sometimes you can let him slip. I can let him slip. And you'll scoop him back up and in I'll a minute. I'll scoop him back up in a minute. It can backfire. Okay. So again, here's what's in front of me. Jeff, my, my brother in law, plays a safe. I know what he's gonna do. Yeah, he's predictable. He's predictable. Poor guy. No, I mean it's fine. It's great. It's fine, but it's he's awesome. not gonna win. So he's a casualty. Next. If his team stays healthy all year long, he's got a chance to to win one year. He does. Um but he just he plays a safe. So again if, if we're going back down and there's there's two really good running backs there and Jeff drafted a wide receiver um and but there's a good tight end and there's a good quarterback and there's a well I'm not drafting a quarterback in second round I'm not doing that right that's just his his mentality he'll take two good running backs pair him with his wide receiver and be pumped right and that's a good start it really is right um but it's predictable it is what it is it's Applebee's <laughs> right um actually it's not Applebee's it's um El Poyon it's a good place it's a good restaurant okay. you're gonna make it's gonna be good okay uh Terry you never know what she's gonna do oh Terry's she, crazy dude she will make a fantastic pick. That like I can't believe she stole this player from me. Yeah. Or she will draft, and then you're like Terry, you're drafting a volleyball player. What, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> or she'll draft somebody that's just like, wow, that that's a fifth round pick. What do you like? Why are you taking them in a second round? You know what I mean? So you just never. So Terry's that one that's like that wild card. And Terry did um, do her research. My brother Chris does his research. He studies. He pays attention. He wants to win, but he can't. He wants to win so badly, um, and. Do you guys have like a trophy that you like pass no, around? No, we've always talked about you that. You guys should get a trophy or like a shirt. Like, hey, I know the king is in the room. Yeah. Kiss the ring. But here's what my brother Chris will do. He will overthink a pick. Oh, man. He will overthink a pick. He gets in his own head. He will overthink a pick. So this would be a great example of it. Um, Jeff drafts Justin Jefferson, number one. The next pick is clear and obvious. It's CMC, Christian McCaffrey. That's... That's the. I have him number one, rated number one. If he's not number one, if you t- if you take Jefferson, I get it, you know. But he's definitely number two. I could see Terry taking Jamar Chase, who's the clear number three. Um, and I get it because CMC has a little bit of injury concern, and so that Terry wouldn't make a horrible decision. It would just be like, oh, that's I would have went that way. But if you want to, I get it. And then I can see my brother Chris looking at CMC, looking at his injury history, and just saying, I can't do it. I can't pull the trigger on this guy. I can't do it. <laughs> give me, give me Travis Kelsey. That's where I think my brother he overthinks things sometimes. Right. So, um, so but how do you plan that? Right. Not, not eight times out of ten, he's going to make the right pick. And you and you just see, and then you're just there, like yeah. And I'm sitting picking. there, number four, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> you're telling me I'm getting the number one pick overall at number four? Like that's happening right now? And and you have two minutes to draft. I drafted literally a second. Right. Yeah. Done. And everyone else is fumbling through papers and stuff. Um, I don't know what everybody does. Um, okay, this is a real easy one, and this is this is more for for rookies that are new to fantasy football. But um, don't draft players from your favorite team. You have no business drafting. Um, I call it my token eagle. You know, I always like to have at least one eagle on my team, but I don't force it. You know, I'm not going to draft uh, Jalen Hurts in the first round just because I, I want to have an eagle. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going right. to draft. You know, they're they're running back that's supposed to be, you know, decent in the fourth round. That might sour your experience too. I feel like if you're watching your Eagles and then like you have like more on the line. It's the worst. When you're watching your Eagles play and they're playing so bad and the guy you started or two guys that you started on their team stink. It's the worst. Now what's the best? Because we have like seven Eagles fans or more in our in our league. It's like all Eagles fans. Um, is when you do start two Eagles in an Eagles game and you're playing a guy who's a big Eagles fan. And like let's say you've got like, I don't know, uh Swift and and and, and AJ Brown. And they're cheering for your fantasy guy. And they have to cheer for the Eagles and and, and then and then Swift has some kind of halfback option, throws the a pass to they're AJ like, Brown. Yeah, no, and they're like, yeah. oh, dang it, Kevin. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, also, don't overdraft players from your favorite NFL team. You know, so it's just some some players just leave them alone. They don't need to be drafted. Nobody, they're on nobody's draft board. Okay, I don't need to draft the second string tight end for the Eagles just so I have an Eagles tight end, a player. I mean, um, 
And then if you want a player from your favorite team, let them fall to you. Like I know Packers fans that are going to draft Jordan Love this year. Don't draft Jordan Love. Okay. Uh, Washington fans are going to draft this Howell kid. Don't. You got no business drafting these guys. Don't even draft them. They'll be on the free agent wire. If they end up doing something decent, you get them later. Okay. Um, Thank you. And then, how long? How long we got so far? Do you know? Yeah, we're about an hour in. Okay. The last one's complicated, (laughs) guys. As if none of this other stuff was complicated. The last, the last thing is complicated, and uh, I'm going to do the best I can to explain this. And this is when I said fantasy winning fantasy football is all about math. Okay, it's all about math. It's all the numbers. It's money. It's Moneyball. It's it is Moneyball. It's Moneyball. It's it's absolutely movies. Millennials may have missed Moneyball. That's a good one. We should talk about that next time, maybe. It's all math. Okay, and 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 so every week you put together a starting lineup, which you want to know what that consists of in your league before you draft, right? Most leagues, it's one quarterback, two running backs. Let's call it two receivers, a tight end, a flex, which is a flex, which could be like uh, uh, any tight end, running back, or wide receiver, Um, a a defense, and a kicker. You know, that's kind of standard, something like that. Um, The goal is to try to win every position group, even if it's only by one point, okay? So my quarterback against their quarterback, my two running backs against their two running backs, my two wide receivers against their two wide receivers, my flex against their flex, defense against defense, kicker versus kicker, right? And, and I, again, this is going to get complicated, but I'm going to do the best I can to explain this. So basically that's how you – That's people are like, well, duh – that's how you win fantasy football. My quarterback wins, beats your quarterback by three. My running backs groups beat yours by three, so now I'm up by six. Your receivers win by five points. I'm up by one, but then I win these other ones, and that's how you win these head-to-head matchups. Right. right? I'm playing John this week. I, my, my, at the end of the day, I want to score more points than him. That's how you win. But it's, it's more than just scoring more points than him. It's beating him at every position group that I can. Okay. That's how you do it. Um, so a good example is um, when it comes to the draft – Let's say you don't get one of these top three guys, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Mahomes. Like you basically put one of those guys in, and they're going to be worth a bunch of points pretty much every week, right? Um, don't panic. Let it go. You know what I mean? Um, towards the end of the draft or, or middle, whatever, grab yourself Kirk Cousins and, or, 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 and you know, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, if you can get a, 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 a Trevor Lawrence, but get two solid quarterbacks in case there's a bye week and you forgot nope you get two solid quarterbacks so that you do what's called playing the matchup okay so let's say you got trevor lawrence and kirk cousins and you're playing someone who has patrick mahomes well if all i have is kirk cousins he's gonna have bad weeks and he's gonna have really good weeks so if i have kirk cousins and i have uh, lawrence and i have the two of them you play the matchup so let's say kirk cousins is playing a defense that is horrible oh he's gonna do better He's going to do better than Lawrence. I put Kirk Cousins in my starting lineup, and he will put up for a handful of weeks, you know, Mahomes-type numbers. Oh, dang. Makes sense? Yeah. Um, And so Mahomes against Kirk Cousins this week, Kirk Cousins might actually put up three more points than Mahomes just because of his matchup. Now, Mahomes is going to have a great matchup. The amount of research you're doing throughout the week. But it's it's not – it's really – honestly – Fantasy football is so big now. These people out here doing research for you and spoon feeding you. It's not complicated. But I'm just saying anybody, like, you could play fantasy football this year and do decent. But you're but you have to think about my team. So you're playing against my team, right? And then you have to think Kirk Cousins, who's he who's he playing in real life? Right. Because that's what you're saying. Right. How he's gonna do in the other guy, Lawrence. Right. Who's he playing in real life? Because what's happening in real life within their game is how they're going to make points, which is going to beat my team. Right. Here's where it gets interesting. Dude, that's a lot. Anybody who plays fantasy football so far is like, well, yeah, duh. I get it. And maybe a lot of things they say, they're going to say, yeah, duh. But it's called streaming your quarterbacks. People stream quarterbacks. People stream defenses. What stream means is each week you might find something on a waiver wire or you might have two or three defenses and you're playing the one with the best matchup, that, that kind of a thing. You don't just set it and forget it. You got Patrick Mahomes, you play him every week. doesn't matter if he's playing at Buffalo, at Philadelphia, at Dallas, doesn't matter where he's at, you're playing Patrick Mahomes. He's that great. Um, but there's only so many quarterbacks that are like that. But here's where it gets interesting. Can you find the quarterback out there that's really on nobody's radar who's playing 12 
horrendous defenses that year. Whoa. And it's a guy you draft in the 17th round. While everybody else is picking up kickers and, you know, their second and third defense or whatever it is they're doing and some their fifth running back, you drafted Kirk Cousins. You have some sleeper. You drafted, that's what they're called. You, well, he's, but he's more than a sleeper because, again, it's numbers. Right. He's going to put up numbers in these 12 games. He's got a good wide receiver. He's got a decent offensive line. He's got a decent running back. Many weeks, he's not worth a lot of points. He's just plain average. But when he has these games where he's playing against, you know, the Washington Commanders or, you know, whatever team out there that's just not very good, um, he's going to put up numbers. That's going to happen. And that, when it comes to drafting, you have to have those. So what, okay, what defenses are good defenses and they're cold weather defenses and five of their last eight games are at home? You know how hard it is to play football in Buffalo in December? Right. Does Buffalo, who's a good defense, do they have three out of their last five games when that's when the championship is being played for fantasy football? Right. Are they all at home where there's a really good chance of miserable, cold, rainy, snowy, sleety weather? Right. So those are things that you look at. Some like Miami Dolphins team is like, I can't handle this. Right. Or anybody. Right. How hard it is to grip a football when it's it's freezing rain. So anyway, those are the things that you, you... that's next level stuff that a lot of people don't do. And it's who are those people? It could be, could be nobody, you know? I mean, it could be, it could be a nobody, you know, and you discover them. I did this one year. I picked up the Chicago bears quarterback. He played horrible, horrible defenses. And I looked at him and I said, he's got a horrible schedule. And I picked him up. He ended up being like a top eight fantasy quarterback that year. He was supposed to be like a top 25. It's finding those types of things. You're cutting me off. And I get it. I feel like the Oscars right now. (laughs) This is like the Oscars. I just want to thank uh, Jesus for helping me uh, be decent at fantasy football. Uh, Thank you that Anthony was only a little bit bored. I think that I learned a lot, and I think our viewers or listeners, uh, there's something to take away from this. So I wish you the best of luck this season in skill. It's all skill. It's all skill. (laughs) Skill and luck. Hey, listen, there are people that are, that listen to this, that are new to fantasy football. And there are women that listen to the show that they want to beat their husbands in fantasy football this year. This could help them. I gave a blueprint, baby. The blueprint. Yeah. 